This is Couch Crouches. Crouches. I'm Jim. I'm Gonzo. I'm Joe. Okay, so we're going to get away from movies and comic books today. And we decided to uh, really show just how much of giant nerds we are. Yeah. And we're going to talk about another uh, hobby of ours. Um, role-playing games. Tabletop role-playing. Um, things like D&D, Vampire the Masquerade. You know, throwing dice and... and uh, mm -hmm. Making pretend. It's good stuff. Yeah. Now, um, now, this isn't counting, like, tabletop wargaming, right? Like, no, uh, it just doesn't Warhammer count. Warhammer and stuff. No, it doesn't count board gaming, doesn't count things like Warhammer. No, this no, is... Oh, we could do Dark Heresy. That's a, that's a tabletop game. Yeah, but we're talking about pen and paper. Right. Pen that, and that's paper pen games. and paper, too. It is. Dark Heresy. Yeah. Uh, D10 system, I think it yep. is. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, I've been, you know, I've played every... I've played... D6 West End Games Star Wars to Shadowrun with a thousand D4s. I think so. I have a, a game that you haven't played. What's that? I actually have the uh, the book somewhere at home. It was a uh, steampunk role-playing game that was kickstarted. It was I, called... I kicked some money towards Tephra. T-E-P-H-R-A. You're absolutely right. I have not played it. It was a real small published thing. Yeah, but that's cool. Hmm, I, there's a, there's a uh, pre-made character. Mm-hmm. In the uh, expansion booklet, mm -hmm. that's based on me, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Because I, really I, cool. I kicked in enough money that I oh, talked cool. to them about yeah, myself. That's really cool. okay. And uh, the artist, I found them on Facebook, and she just looked at my profile pictures, like, "Yeah, I'm using this, and here you go." <laughs> oh, that's really here cool. Here is you in game, but it's a D12 system. <laughs> that well, every it's a D12, and it's all table based. System. Oh, okay. And now, you can, listeners, you can get, when like, we say D number, we're talking about a die with that number of sides. So okay, a D12 yeah, so. would be a 12-sided die. All right, all right. You're right. <laughs> yep. That one's on me. But so, I just realized that here's a here's a system. I could bring the book, though. Uh, yeah, I'd be could, interested. We could take a look at it. You were, you were thinking of some homebrew stuff. Yeah, some, some ideas. So that that for, is side over with. Right. So for the um, super neophytes, um, just to give a quick explanation of what we're talking about. So a pen and pa paper, you know, role playing game. Um, the most popular being Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. um, basically, the way it works is for those of you that don't understand how it works is. Um, each player um, produces a character based on um, rules in the rule book, based on statistics, uh, based on features, you know, as described in the rule book. They take um, a race, like, you know, humans, elves, hobbits, yada, yada, yada. Um, they're called halflings in D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. Don't forget gnomes. Gnomes. Uh, dwarves, dwarves, are half, half orcs. Uh, I mean, come on, we can do it all day. Anyway, um, and then they apply. The sure, they apply a uh, in the in the case of D and D, a character class or some manner of ability 
yeah. a, uh, analog mm. to determine what they're what they can do. Um, and yeah, then, you ever see Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Kind of like that. <laughs> but then what happens is because there's math, because there's a kind of math involved, everything's based on um, multi uh, dice. Well, and you know, if, if if anybody listening to this who's unfamiliar with uh, with these systems has ever played most modern RPGs, it's a lot like that. Random number mm-hmm. combined with a couple stat modifiers and everything, and that's and your you, action. Not even, you know, down into the obviously D20 based, like uh, Knights of the Old Republic or mm-hmm. other Bioware games, but even things that, you know, start, I, I'll, I'll call them nerd light because, yeah. geez, every, everybody's into World of Warcraft right. at some sure. point in their life. Sure. Even that, you understand the concept. You got this as your strength, and your armor does this. It, And at the end of the day, it's a random number. Yeah. So yeah. And then, you know, some of the games. Just, some games a lot slower this way, right? And then some games, depending on style, uh, tend to focus more on role playing. Others tend to be more of what I call, you know, it's it's the old joke um, between role playing and role playing. So role playing, R O L E playing, where you're kind of, you know, more encompassing a character stuff like mm-hmm. that, or role playing, R O L L, where it's more throw the dice and see what happens, you know, kill, 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 and we'll get to that later. So. It's not a very good explanation of what yeah. it is, but it's the best. It's better than minutes. the one I give, which is typically, it's if you mix an improvisational exercise with math. Sure. <laughs> or if you have like you know like the bro dudes that want to make fun of you for it or don't understand it, just tell them it's fantasy football, but with like you know. But with actual fantasy. With actual fantasy involved. Okay. Not much football. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the same. Yeah. So what we decided to do um, today was. Um, come up with a series of questions that um, were either commonly asked or we've been asked by people, you know, via mm. Twitter and Facebook and email. So, um, and we kind of made a list and uh, we're going to go through them. So I'll moderate. So what will happen is I'll ask the question, then Bruce will go, then Gonzo will go, then I'll go, and then we'll have a discussion. Yep. All right. So, cool. Are you guys ready? Got anything to say before we do the questions? So that's the order then? It's me, then him, then you? Or do we want to do it... How do you want to do it? Because, like, I can't ask... I don't want to ask the question and then immediately answer. Yeah, I mean... And uh, we're, kind, just, we're kind of seated yeah. in this... I think that that works as yeah. a general flow, but, I mean, if you immediately have something yeah, on the tip you of your tongue, don't hesitate tongue. to go. Okay. Yeah, and again, these are these are a, obviously a moderated yeah. forum style. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So these are obviously more discussions than they are, you know, straight up, you know, questionnaires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, the first question we'll ask is, um, what were your initial impressions of the hobby? Like, how, you know, you you haven't gotten into it yet, but you've heard about it. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you read about it. Um, Joe, what was your initial impression of, of pen and paper role-playing games? So, uh, like a lot of other people, I sort of looked at like Dungeons & Dragons and the tabletop role-playing game as almost like the last bastion of nerddom. Where it's like... <laughs> you're just scratching the surface, buddy. It's Welcome like, to the right, fold. I know, and it's like... So you're sitting there and you're like, well, I like video games and I like reading comics and I've like, you know, I've gone through and I've read all this like fantasy stuff. 
but the um, the actual like game itself, it's just like, well, that's that's for like the uber nerds. That's that's for that's for another level of nerd. Right. And <laughs> as you guys are aware, I always aspired to that level of nerd. Where <laughs> when I was a kid, and I was you know even being. I guess one of the quote unquote popular kids in high school. I was always just like, man, it would be cool if I had a group of friends that we could get together and we could just, you know, make pretend so that I could just be a wizard for part of the day. So when are you going to MJ with uh, yeah, when, Austin when, when, and Emily? Well, and that's the other thing. And well, like, LARP is the next level. As soon as you get around the table for D&D, it's like, well, then... Then there's the next of us. Oh, live action. That's that's a whole other thing. We'll what be is doing beyond that. I don't know. We'll be doing... No, because there's so many level, different levels of immersion, but let's not get ahead of ourselves, yeah. because we will be having um, a LARP episode, uh, hopefully soon. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, if if Joe's always striving to climb that mountain, what, what's well, the top of the mountain? I, I, I think Have you reached the top? Do you know what's there? Or are you still climbing? I mean, I, I don't know. I, that's an excellent question. Tabletop roleplay really, like... I hit that point and I was like, this is really cool because it satisfies like the nerd writer in me. And also like I get to hang out with my friends and drink and have fun and pretend to be another person for a little while. Whereas LARP just seems like this. It terrifies me. Like it's another, like it's a monster. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a jump. I guess SCA is past LARP. I don't want to talk They about get that. super nerdy. But anyways, that's my point. So Gonzo, what were your initial impressions of, of role-playing games as a hobby, pen and paper games. Yeah, I'm, I'm legitimately trying to remember when I even found out about them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, uh, I think, honestly, I was just in, like, Barnes & Noble one day, and I saw the source books sitting right there, because they were right next to the graphic novels. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, as they you, tend to be. You, you know how it's set up. Uh, and I saw all three of them sitting there, and I don't remember if I had known a lot about it before buying the source books or if I had just bought them on a whim because they were sitting there. But I bought all three one day, which, thank God for 5th edition because you only really need the one book. Mm-hmm. But for I whatever... I, as, as the group's DM, I wish I could say I only need the one book. But, I mean, for whatever reason, never having played it before, I decided, let's buy all three. So there's... 90, uh, yeah, 92, $100. For 3.5, yeah. For 3.5 down the drain. This isn't counting all so the Dungeons and Dragons version of 3.5. Yeah. So are you kind of also bleeding over into how you first got into Like how you first got into it? Kind of. But it's, yeah. uh, my first impressions of it, though, I guess, were, mm. and honestly, it's what I always kind of come back to every time I start thinking about running my own game is yeah. to hell with these tile sets and everything and minis i my first impression was the straight up just graph paper pencil yep you write it all down who needs these auto filling character sheets turns out everybody needs them they make life so much better (laughs) but who needs them you could buy the book have some graph paper and have a good time so i guess my first impression of it was you know what Things like uh, Dexter's Laboratory, mm, yeah. where you see them just sitting around Dungeon Master with his DM screen up. 
probably legitimately the only time I've seen someone use a DM screen. I think you used yours twice. I try so hard. I really do. But on uh, big combat days, you pull it up. Just yeah. the screen up and everybody with their paper, no, no For minis on the table. So, I think that was my first impression of it was, man, here's this really nerdy imagination game that I could get into. (laughs) So, my first impressions were, um, so, as we've said many times here in, um, at Couch Grouches, disclosure, Joe's 24. 23. 23. Gonzo's 25. 7. Are you 27? We just talked about this. Gonzo's 27, and I'm 40. So, the world was yeah. a different place. What? Yes, I turned, I, thought, I turned 40 in November. I thought that was 39 in November. No, sir. I no. was born in 1976. I'm off by a year. Sure, it's okay. Oh, well. So, I'm 40. I'm um, trying to remember how long ago it was yeah. 37. So in a row. Um, <laughs> thank you. So, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, Dungeons and Dragons, especially, but role-playing games in general, were really being maligned by the media and by like parents groups. Actually, you know what? I th- I think now now that you're getting into it, yeah. the Chick Track was yeah. my first yeah. experience. We had the we had the uh, religious neighbors who lived down at one end of the cul-de-sac, yeah. and I remember going down for like Halloween, and we'd get them on the anti-Halloween and anti D and D. So I think. Now that you bring it up, the Chick Tract was legitimately my first experience, my first exposure to it. Um, But I, um, (laughs) no, like I, I I wasn't from Chick Tracts because my parents weren't religious; they didn't give a shit. Um, Well, actually, it's not true. I'll say something funny in a minute. But um, tell us or them, y'all. What's everybody? Everybody. All right. Um, Like there was like a Geraldo or a Donahue episode, like. Sorry, those were talk shows mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, I recognize the name. Oh, okay. right. Back, back in the day when people watched TV on televisions instead yeah. of just instant streaming services. Right. And, and like, they, you know, like talking about how these games promoted uh, Satanism. Oh, oh, talk and, shows. And like podcasts, but on But on television, TV? yeah, with live audiences. Oh, um, so, millennial. You know, it, it, like, it, it, like... Role-playing games were, like, you know, one step away from, like, listening to heavy metal. Like, you know, and often the two went hand-in-hand hand and they were the devil. And listening thing. to heavy metal is one step away from getting Satan's dick in your butt. Right. So, so Jim, you've been gaming for a while. At which point exactly did you sell your soul to the devil in order to achieve true powers? Um, I, the devil's leasing my soul right now, so... Yeah, um, I can rate on that? I, I'm looking for a guy. It's not half bad. It's I'm not looking for bad. a guy. Um, so, but my impression wasn't, like, this forbidden thing. My impression was, like, what's the big deal? It's, you know, like, when I found out about it, it's like, oh, it's like, it's just making pretend. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds cool. I, I may, maybe I'll do that. I couldn't find anybody to do it. But, again, as we get to the next question. Well, right. well I, I have a question for you, though, Jim. Uh-oh. As someone who has yeah. been in it longer than me. Sure. Do you know of any instances where D&D nerds actually brought weapons to a table and bashed someone like... Or was that just sensationalist news there to, to drive the satanic so, panic anti-D&D movement? So I've been gaming for... Um, like, in your opinion, is that a yeah, thing that ever I've happened? Been gaming for almost, I've been gaming for 30 years. I've been gaming for 30 years, and I will say 
that I have never, from a tabletop game, seen any manner of violence. Ever. Um, and I've never, from anyone I've ever played with, ever heard of any instances of violence. I think it was media sensationalism at Mm-hmm. I mean, at worst, it was just a blatant attack on the right. hobby I mean, because people didn't get it. I mm-hmm. ask because, well, one, I, you know, is it is it a smear campaign or is it a one-time thing that happened and got blown up or did it just never happen? I don't think it ever happened. Because, I mean, I ran Tuma Horrors, the module with, uh, now, someday, Joe, mm-hmm. you will run Tuma Horrors and, oh, you're in for a treat. But... I almost we, just ran that for the for the necropolis. We we ran it at well. That's why I was saying it. Don't put your yeah. hand in the dark glow yeah. if you see it. Just don't. It's an orb of annihilation. Just so you know. Listen, uh, I was playing Harbeck, not Brambleberry. Okay. Okay. But so uh, we ran Tomb of Horrors with yeah. some of the Renfair people. Sure. And so we're sitting in a dark room at two in the morning after fair closed. We've we've all got our stage swords. We have heavy metal implements. On us, because did anyone strike anybody? No, nobody no, did. Exactly. And it's the Tomb of Horrors. Was there. Tomb of right. Horrors. If you're going to get right. that angry, that's the time. Yeah. So, so no, I would say no. Just interesting, yeah. interesting. So stuff. let's move on to the next question, um, and this is fun. Um, we'll start with Joe again. Yep. Joe, how did you get into role playing? To tabletop role playing. Well, this is a story that involves both of my co-hosts because my first game was run by Jim and is still being run by Jim. We're, how long have we been doing that? Uh, it's about two and a quarter years. About, yeah, it's like two, two and a half years. So that's when I started tabletop gaming. It was January was, two years ago, yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> we were at a rehearsal for, I think it was the, the Winter Cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I, I got you the, the book as a Christmas right. present that year. It was, and it was... Good present. We were hanging out after a rehearsal as we are wont to do. And uh, uh, Jim and Gonzo were talking about Dungeons and Dragons and their experience playing the game. And Gonzo was saying, man, I really want to get a game together. And I heard that and I was like, yeah, <laughs> because I want to play that game, please. I believe Joe's exact words are, that's like a level of geek I've always aspired to. Like, I've always wanted to be that level of geek. And it's, it, like, All right. it's absolutely true is I was just so fascinated with the idea of a bunch of people sitting around a table, you know, getting, you know, going on an adventure in their minds. And that, so after hearing Gonzo say, you know, I want to get a game together. It's been a while since I played. We should play. And I was like, yeah. And then I started, you know, researching into it and looking over the books and trying to figure out character things and stuff like that and I've, I've been enthralled with it ever that. since I helped yeah. you out yep. Harbeck wouldn't have been a dwarf if you that's hadn't true. pitched your concept that to is me. true yeah. that's very true that, that's what happened we were on messenger I think or maybe over yeah, text yeah Facebook messenger and you were pitching I was talking to you about it you having never played before I was talking about before. yeah character concepts it was just, that I loved what concept did he want and he came, comes to me with I thought like just I want to go in swinging like an axe. <laughs> I, I just want to bash things. I want to go in swinging an axe. And I'm like, okay, well, you got really, you know, a couple options here, but I'm thinking fighter or barbarian for you. So if you want to check them out, here are the pages. And I think yeah. the first thing, I, I clipped a couple pages from my PDF yeah. copy yeah. of the uh, the handbook. 
And I just sent him the fighter and which barbarian we don't, Which pages. we don't condone at all. No, no. Oh, we all Blue. own the official copy anyway. It's just we do. so much easier to control F yep. and find something in the PDF. Indeed. Mind you. Yes, purchase the actual thing. Yes. Wizards of the Coast, if you're listening. Uh, we all own all of your material. Wizards, I will tell you now, you own, you have I hope many, you have a lot of many, money. many, many thousands upon thousands of my dollars. Uh, so I don't hope you're enjoying that. the seven cars we've each purchased for you. Yeah, no <laughs> but, uh, so but yeah, I, I clipped like the fighter, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I sent you Barbarian. I think you sent me Fighter and Barbarian. And, and, I, and I sent them off to him. And he gets back to me and says, yeah, I really like Fighter, but what I, I, I'm just, I want to swing an axe and a couple other things. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the character, I think or made, I'm looking at the race We made Gimli jokes, too. Yeah. Like, they were definitely in my axe. They were definitely like, Gimli jokes. So. But, but it just so happened that with his character concept, I'm like, dwarf is perfect for what you want. And I've always, I've always liked dwarves, like when I look at like the hobbit and the lord of the rings like those the characters that i like the most are the dwarf characters yeah. but that's how we got you specifically the mountain yeah. dwarf and everything right and to be fair and in the interest of full disclosure to you it was he was slightly was trying sort to of min-maxing. min-maxing oh sure and, not, and there's a little bit of that. I was optimizing, a bit of that. optimizing yeah. let's call it no since, absolutely I, since I, I have never played a character where i haven't done it a little bit and too. i mean since this isn't three five there Mm-hmm. How far can you go min-maxing in this game? You can't like take deaf mute to gain stats. <laughs> you no, know, that's not an option for us in fifth. Mm-hmm. So, Gonzo, how did you first get into gaming, to tabletop gaming? Uh, like I, I started to talk about, um, you know, I walked into Barnes and Noble and here are these three books sitting there. And come on, the three point five books they just looked cool yeah they got that really cool cover the, 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 the cover covers art. yeah the tome art and i mean when i was in middle school our art teacher had you know you got to do a couple different art projects and yeah. everything yeah. and for inspiration he had a bunch of different books of pictures of different things that you could get inspiration from and one of the books was uh the ad and d monster manual yeah, the plain red cover. The I still red, remember yep. red cover. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, all the really st- now looking at it, simplistic illustrations. Of them, yeah. Beholder was just a ball with more balls on sticks. Mm-hmm. That now they look terrifying. Yeah. That those beholders were kind of dumb looking. Yeah, sure. But I'll buy that. But he had the monster manual there, and that was really my first exposure to anything D and D. Okay. Uh, and how I got into it was, I think, like I said, I was at Barnes & Noble, I saw these books, and I said, you know what? I kind of want to play this. I don't know anybody else who wants to. I'm going to talk to a couple people at school, but I'm going to buy these. So, like I said, 90 to $100 down the drain right then and there. Got the books, went home, put together a quick little group. I had grand dreams of running a game. That <laughs> lasted exactly two sessions um but yeah that, that's really how i how i got started with mm-hmm. it, it so just books mm-hmm. so i got started um it's kind of two branches the way it happened um one started with about a 15 minute game session and then the next thing that kind of that really got me into it 
was due to a different fandom. So my mom, one night, I was like 10 years old, and I came home, and she had taken all of my records away. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? She had watched Geraldo and taken all the, the oh, albums the, that the, she the, thought the, were the, the, the devil's music. Yes. And my mom isn't religious, took away all my records, and told me I was never allowed to play Dungeons and Dragons. So by the time so I, you played Dungeons so and Dragons. So my dad came home, and he's like, give him his fucking records back. What the hell's the matter with you? Don't be stupid. And she's like, well, you still can't play Dungeons and Dragons ever. I'm like, okay. So the guy down the street was this kid that I was on the bus with. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we, I don't know how he got to the conversation, but I mentioned that, yeah, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. He, he, and he's like, oh, I, I, I play Dungeons and Dragons. I run those games. Really? Yeah. And my only exposure to Dungeons and Dragons at that point had been an old television game, an old mm. console game of Dungeons and Dragons, which is effectively a guy. It's one step up from Atari Adventure. Yeah. It was a dude running around in caves. It was horrible. <laughs> but this kid, like, I, I went over his house one day. And we played Zelda for a while. And then um, he got out his book and he kind of ran a module, mm-hmm. a little quick module. And I rolled the dice and I, you know, I was using a pre-generated sheet. And this is early Thacko, so this is AD&D. This is before, this is probably either second, it's before second edition. So it was AD&D, it was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So it was the real second edition. Um but it was kind of like a 1.5 edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was much more codified than the original Dungeons and Dragons. So I played that, and it was cool, and I had a good time, and I never did it again. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't say never did it again. I didn't do it for months. Wheel ahead six months, and I'm walking through a bookstore, mm-hmm. and something catches my eye. I'm sorry, no, this is a year later, actually. No, because this is in 1987. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact this was 1987. So I was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a year. And, and it, was in the, it was in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking through the bookstore and something catches my eye. And it's um, a Star Wars book that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it was the original West End Games Star Wars the role-playing game. Well, I bought it. Now, Star Wars, the old West End game, Star Wars game, was a D6 game. It was all D6. Oof. Everything was D6. Oof. So you, a bunch of D6s. And I, but, but like, oh, that was the first. That, that's the standard die when you think of a, a paradise. You think of a paradise. When, when you're going to shoot craps. It's, it's a six-sided it's die. six-sided die is a D6. Yeah. So. But it was through that that I learned about applications of stats, mm-hmm. how the random roll worked. And then like a couple weeks later, there was a source book as well, and I bought that. And next thing I knew, I went to camp, and I ran a Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. So I never played, but I ran a Star Wars game first. And then a friend of mine had a Star Wars game that I played, and that game lasted 11 years. Wow. But it was it was Star Wars that really got me into role playing. Right. And then I started playing I didn't really start playing real hardcore D and D. I always role played. Mm-hmm. But I didn't start playing hardcore D and D until my freshman year in college. Mm-hmm. And at that point I had already started playing Star Wars and Vampire and Shadowrun, but I never got around to D 
D&D, and I started playing D&D in college, and then just things have just gone horribly since then. So that's mm. how I got into role-playing games. And, you know, I don't, you know, I think about it. I don't know if, um, I don't know if I wouldn't, if it wasn't for Che O'Brien <laughs> down the street from my house, I don't know if I would have played role-playing games. I always liked uh, video games, and I always liked, mm-hmm. like, fantasy games and RPGs and stuff like that. Right. So I think I eventually would have ended up playing tabletop, but, but I don't everybody's know. Everybody's got that friends. I just happen to be sitting on the couch with the two that were my friends yeah, that got me your gateway drug. Now, now <laughs> I, I want to do a quick aside, just sprinkle a little bit more knowledge in here for the yeah, people that don't know it. anything about the games. But when we're referring to things as a uh, D20 system or a D6 system, or like I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. about Tefra D. 12 or Dark Heresy D10 well, we've system. already explained it's different, si- si- but, different kinds of dice. But when we refer to it as a system, it's talking about the die that is being rolled to do pretty much everything yeah. in the game. In, in D&D, you're using dice of all shapes and sizes, right. multiple sides, but when you're attempting an action, you're rolling a D... A twenty-sided die, so this is a D twenty system. And all this, so Star yeah, Wars yeah, was, to perform an action, you'd be rolling D sixes. Yes. Well, the old Star Wars, not Star Wars D twenty, which I'll take over D six any day. Any day, <laughs> any day. <laughs> Star Wars D twenty is gorgeous. It's just sprinkling and a little bit of knowledge, bits and pieces the, here and there. The, yeah. And the Saga edition is the best version of Star Wars. Because okay. at the end of the day, what we want is for our listeners to start playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then. Okay, maybe not those that we're why. Maybe and not then they'll Dragon. sponsor us. If they, if they want to, <laughs> if, if they want to play uh, World of Darkness, why? But also do oh, it. Oh, it's fun. It's how did I how did I put it the other day? It's remember. tedious fun. It's fun but tedious. Only if you make it that way. Although although there is no like viable combat system. All so, right, moving on to the next question. Mm-hmm. We'll start with uh, well, we'll start with Gonzo this time. All right, Gonzo. And I don't know if I need to explain it further, but what type of game style do you enjoy? I mean, or do you enjoy most? Uh, maybe, maybe define a little bit further. Uh, as, a, as a blanket, uh, let's yeah, as a blanket. As a blanket. What kind of game style do I enjoy? I, most honestly, I mean, for me, it's about the gaming. Not the game, really. Like, uh, like I was, I was talking to you earlier about the developments in our last, mm-hmm. last D and D session. Yeah, yeah. Some people would get upset, but man, I'm I'm here to play the game. So you throw something like that, you knock all my stats down one point. Yeah, but and it's, then yeah. I'm going to. I'm not gonna get upset. I'm not gonna but piss and moan about it. But I'm gonna play yeah. the game just because. I love gaming in general. Okay. Tabletop gaming for me is so the aspect. So, so really, the aspect that you enjoy the most is really the whole experience. Yeah, like so that style. There's no specific style that really. Because I mean, just what you got. There are definitely different ways to play these games. Like mm. I said before, you could be ex, you could be exploring it from a very like um, role play imagination aspect. You could be someone that loves hard numbers crunching. You could be someone that likes to find 
loopholes in the rules and mm-hmm. fuck with the guy running the game and then get screamed at and eventually kicked out of the game because I hate you. No, I no mean, I'm only kidding. I, I, I've never don't kicked, hate you. I've never, no, I've never kicked... First of all, I've never hated any of my characters. My players, rather. Um, okay. And I've never kicked out someone for, for, rule, for being a rules lawyer. But, uh, now, when we get down to it, I, I try and strike a balance, honestly, between a lot of these things. Okay. Um... And I mean, obviously, sometimes if I'm playing with a group of people that are starting to get on my nerves, then I'm going to say to hell with role play, to hell with acting the character. This is becoming a numbers game for me, and I'm going to break your game because I'm just bored and done with this. Let's, that's let's what, end it. See, that, that's the point where... It's spiteful. It's better what Gonzo should have done is just walked away. But no, he's got to take casualties with him. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going down, I'm going in a blaze of glory, and people are going with me. All right, but, Joe. But, oh, uh, sorry. But, like, in our game, you know, our game, our main game, the Astalia game, yeah. is honestly a good representation. Copyright of, Jim Williams. It's honestly a good representation Trademark. of the style that I like to play, which is sometimes it is about the numbers, and it's about mm-hmm. what can I do right now that will when I throw these die, have the biggest impact, and how can I maximize that impact? Other times, it's about just playing the character, and really, what would the character do? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, it's it's not loopholes. I don't think that there's any loopholes in your game. No, I think it's more like that, that I've gone there's after. There's absolutely least. nothing wrong with find, finding clever applications of the rules. There's but, nothing wrong with that. You know what my style is? Very predictive. I yeah you and I yeah. and I have the benefit of both of us telling stories in a similar manner mm-hmm. that I can maybe see a step or two ahead and see what's coming and sometimes I blurt it out and then I get yelled at but I've been better about these things <laughs> yeah, you've been, you've been uh, so I, yeah you've been doing that and it you know it fits with the character really well sure. honestly Joe yeah. So, what style? Now you you've you've experienced a few different kinds of games. Now right, you you've run you've run a game. You've played a couple games. Mm-hmm. What and, kind of um, style do you enjoy? I think the thing that I seek out most, and I I kind of touched on this before when I said you know the the this game and these types of games really satisfies the like fantasy writer in me where it's i love the role-playing aspect i love the storytelling i feel like aspect. we're gonna hit this this question again by the way yeah. just let you know where it's i i love and there are there are times when the role play can be a bit long and it's like okay let's like get to a fight and then we can do a little bit more role play just to break it up but the thing that i love the most about the game is when everybody is sitting around the table playing that character and pushing the story forward and making these interactions between people, um, I'm actually gonna cro- I'm gonna cross off one of these questions, okay? Because we're merging. I mean, so I had a separate question: What do you enjoy the most about the hobby? But we're 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 hitting them right now. We're both so far. The both of you have hit it. So I'm gonna do the same thing. It's definitely something to be said well, about being yeah. so into character that you don't have to. I, I was in a game once where we had an absolutely ridiculous system of indicating mm-hmm. that we were speaking out of character. But there's something wonderful, like you're yeah. saying, about being there around the table and in the moment mm-hmm. where you're having these conversations in character and they make sense. Right. You don't have to make stupid moose antlers or something yeah. to say, oh, look, I'm speaking to Joe the player now. And there's, um, like, with that, going along with that, and since we're getting rid of the question, I can touch on this now. My favorite 
one of my favorite things in this game is to just roll new characters. Like I'll part one of the things that I do when I'm just bored and at home is I will roll a character and and like come up with a backstory for that character and things like that. Do you level them through twenty? Level them all the way up? Or? Uh, for some of them, some of them yeah. I, I go, but some of them are just. Um, but it's just like that idea of like <coughs> this is a character in this world. How do they interact with these other people and interact in this environment and things like that? That is cool. what I like about this Joseph. game. So I like that role play part of it more than the number muncher part of it. Number muncher. Sounds almost dirty. <laughs> You're a fucking nerd. I am. There it is. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I'd like to think that a lot of what I enjoy the most about the hobby and you know the type of style as a you know a game, um, I'm very big on. Um, I've never been a very big numbers person. Um, I've never been a big numbers person. Now I can crunch numbers and I can, I can, find rules you know clever clever rules exploits or I can do interesting things. God knows I can min-max a character, which is you know, just using math to, like, you know, create the very best, you know, possible outcome based on the rules. I can do all of that. But I don't get off on that. That's not why I play. And that's why you talk about things like Vampire, which is, like, you know, frustrating. But some of these games, the reason why it's called the storytelling system, by the way, that's what it's called, you know, I enjoy, as a player being told a story and being engaged by the story and enjoying the fact that I get to have a direct impact on that story mm-hmm. as a DM or a GM dungeon master game master whoever's running the game narrator is another another popular storyteller these are different different titles for the same effective function when I'm creating a game, I love world building. Mm-hmm. I love world building. Um, I like populating the world that I build with um, three-dimensional individuals so that even the random merchant that you meet on the street is doing something, uh, has a purpose. Yeah, at the very least... You know, he may not have a name, so mm-hmm. I'm really bad at giving names to people, um, but, or at least on the spot, mm-hmm. um, but he certainly has a motive for everything he's doing, you yeah. know. Um, I enjoy that aspect, and the thing I enjoy most about games... I should use sense motive more. Sure. The thing that I enjoy, the single thing I enjoy the most about any manner of role-playing game, be it tabletop, be it live-action, be it convention-based, anything is make and this is this god's honest truth is um being a vehicle for everybody else to have the best time possible i i as a player and as a as a player i i go to have fun with the people i'm with and i only feel successful mm-hmm. if they're having a good time and if i'm contributing that's why I approached you when I wanted to get back into playing. Yeah, absolutely. I knew you were the guy. It's true. It's true. I I, I am the guy. Um, next question, and we'll go to we'll go back to Joe. Yeah. I take up too much time when it's me. Not at all. I mean, we're all taking up time. Character type. Now, 
you've only played a few kinds of characters now. You've only played, you know, yeah. a couple characters. But, you know, being into the hobby now, mm -hmm. kind of knowing the ins and outs of it, like, what, what type of character do you find yourself gravitating towards? Do you find, do you tend to really gravitate towards playing someone that's effectively like you with certain characteristics or are you trying to you know something well so in the two games that we have so we have our main game and then we have our ravenloft game yeah for listeners um and in both games i play fairly similar characters which are my main How game rambleberry's anything like Harvey. he kind of is he's a he's a goody goody <laughs> Kind of like Harbeck. But he's a pussy. He That's he's why. A, he's a, he is a goody goody. <laughs> so hey, Harbeck, hey, he Harbeck. kept he kept Grumbo money away. Y yeah, he's he's good at arguing, but I mean Harbeck is me, like almost to a T. I, I would say it's you with with it's me if certain I certain levels of righteousness right. amped up to ten. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Brambleberry is sort of like middle school me, <laughs> <laughs> where he's. He's the nerdy kid who, like, people keep around because, you know, he can be useful at times. But also in my games, not with you guys. Middle school, so sad for Joe. <laughs> in, in my other games, I like playing characters that are very out of the norm. And just, like, even my backup character for if something were to ever happen to Hardback Iron Fist, he is not like me. Where... I like creating characters that are their own characters, and I think the reason that Harbeck was so much like me was because it was my first time, sure. and in creating that character, it was, okay, I basically want to just have a surrogate for myself in this world. Um, whereas now, when I start a new game, it's like, okay, so this is the world that this person is building, or if I'm running the game, this is the world that I'm building. What kind of characters do I want to inhabit that world? So it's very interesting, and I'm actually going to go next, Gonzo. So you can go third. I think it's very interesting that you make that point because um, I remember my <laughs> very first real role-playing game character was the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. It was very much like me. Um, so my first role-playing game character was um, was a Star Wars character, mm -hmm. And his name was Cyrus Flynn, because I lived on Cyrus Lane. Ooh, that <laughs> name's familiar. And, well, he, and he's been in every game I've ever done since, just the name Cyrus. Because I grew up on Cyrus Lane. That's where I grew up in my, my town. I always thought it was a cool name. And then I found out that you know, Cyrus was like, you know. Like, well, that's why Brimbleberry's real name is Jariah Steele, because I grew up on Steel Street. There you go. So, um, Valorik's just a name from a thing I was in. Thing you were in yeah. So, but I started I like him off. He was, yeah, and he started off. There was a great character class in Star the the first Star Wars game it was called Kid. You didn't start with a whole lot of any of the skills, but you had the ability to get anything. Mm -hmm. But you didn't start off with like a whole lot. Great shot, kid. Yeah. So I was a kid, and I eventually, in eleven years, became a Sith Lord that that, that destroyed planets and then eventually redeemed himself. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Living the dream. But when he first started off, he was like me he was very much like me he was kind of you know he was kind of you know he was a goofball he was a wise ass he liked music like you know it was mm -hmm. and now when i create a character it really depends on my mood um i mean i i, I try not to play people like me mm -hmm. i try to um think about 
I try to come up with um, motivations early mm-hmm. and try to build a character around those. Some people will build a character around a characteristic, be it, oh, this character is very strong, so I'm going to build him based on that. Mm-hmm. I try to come up with personality traits. It's kind of how I roll. I will say, though, I do enjoy playing a character that is my complete and polar opposite. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that in some games. Like, when you have games that are like kind of govern your morality a bit more, mm-hmm. like, like D&D, you've got, like, alignments. Yeah. And most DMs will tell you, I'd rather you not, this is not an evil game, I'd rather you not play an evil character. Or this, you know. right. So you're kind of limited <coughs> by that. Whereas there are some games um, where you're playing, you know, the more the the morality is much more ambiguous. Mm-hmm. I go back to Vampire the Masquerade, for example. I create characters. No, I create like most of the characters I create in Vampire the Masquerade, and I've played are despicable or at least marginally fucked up. Now, mind you, I that's the impression. That's how that game yeah. rolls. But I, I mean, I've done things and and seen things and been part of things that just I would never do. Yeah. And it's not that I get off on it, or it's like not like it's the secret, mm-hmm. you know, fetish thing. I'm oh, exercising the things I wish I could do. Yeah. No, it's just kind of cool to go, oh, that was... To be able to be involved in something and honestly go, oh, wow, right. that was fucked up. You know? So I enjoy that. Michael. Oh. Which, so which character type? What do you like? I mean... I, I got sort of two answers for this. Give them both. Yeah. So... Let's let's start with the the longer of the two answers. Sure. Um, honestly, in tabletop games, in video games, anything that lets me pick a character class, anything fantasy based, or even in Star Wars, I'm a caster. That is the class that mm. I play. Whereas when I play, usually I'm a crafter. Video games. Mm-hmm. Role playing, that's very interesting. You say, I'm a crafter. And me, I'm a smasher. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like to make things. That, so. that is almost all the time. The, the class that I play and the character that I play will always be. I tend to roll heavy with charisma mm-hmm. and, uh, and intelligence, probably. But And as, a, as the role player, though, you know, I. They all tend to be fairly similar. Okay. Uh, depends on if I'm allowed to be chaotic neutral or not. <laughs> but they all tend to be myself mixed with a little bit of John Constantine. <laughs> you know, y- you see it in Valoric. Yeah. Um, but you know, though, that very fact is why I'm so excited about Grumbo. It's a Grumbo's his alt in another in another in, in the Ravenloft now, game, mm-hmm. and he's this ridiculous like. Now Grumbo though. Grumbo was deliberately, we're playing a different game. Yeah. yeah. I'm, Grumbo has to be a different character. I always play the caster. I always play the intelligent caster. So now we have to play the so, big, the big you know barbarian. You yep. know what? I'm going with a trope. Yeah. I'm going to be a dumb Dumb barbarian. And you literally now, took points to get rid of some that's of your intelligence the so that you could be dumb. Unfortunately, when I create characters, I roll high. 
<laughs> yeah, you did roll you pretty did. high. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I still I put my lowest roll into my intelligence stat as Grumbo since that was that was my entire point. And then we no, we knocked it, it down. Theoretically, to do that. theoretically, yeah. I could have gotten as low as a six. Yeah. Right. Because re-roll any ones, yep. drop the lowest. Yeah. If I had rolled four twos, I could have gotten a six yep. as intelligence. I still, again, you drop the lowest. That's I, why. That's I, where that I, math comes from. I still managed to pull uh, a twelve, I think. Which, yeah, your lowest stat with twelve. Which I mean, is ridiculous. Mm. But. I, and uh, as you like to remind us, a ten is average in in, in, yeah. in Dungeons and Dragons. In yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, of a knowledge says, bomb. Yeah. In Dungeons & Dragons, it says that a a score of 10 on a statistic, on an attribute rather, is the average human being. And it's represented by the fact that there's no bonus. There's no skill, no right. attribute bonus. You're no better and no worse than the average John person. John Q. Public. However, uh, a 12, I am yeah. that much better at what intelligence, we, which I did not want. What did we end up dropping him down to? Six. Was it, was it he a has six? a six intelligence. Yeah, so he's like minus which, two. Which is minus two. That's fantastic. Which is... Uh, Pretty low. So but you still have a very good wisdom. You do. Grumbo wise. And you have used it. Grumbo very wise. <laughs> Grumbo no smart, but Grumbo wise. Yep. And Grumbo is so much funny. And his his, his name, I, I shit you not, is Grumbo, all caps, with an ex, exclamation point, point at the end. That is his name. His name is Grumbo. Yeah. If he were able to read and write, that's how he would sign it. And now, uh, and you know, I, I rolled everything. Height, weight. Yep. Age. And that's that was that whole game was we're gonna random roll everything. everything. And, and when we just, die, we're random rolling race in class. Yep. He's just <laughs> so much fun for me because I've never played anything like him before. Yep. And that's why I'm so uh, part of me is excited for my character to die so that I could random roll a new character and just see what happens. I mean, see I'm, what I get to play. Okay, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I'm still probably as long as I get to cast Liaman's tiny hut, when when, give, when given the choice, you know, and as much fun as Grumbo is, if given total free reign, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna stick to the sort of Valor sure. type. I like playing that type. Sure, it's it's just a lot of fun for me. It always has been, but Grumbo, man, yeah, Grumbo's so much fun. All right, so moving on to the next question. Um, not, that, not that any of those were real answers out of me, but no, <laughs> those were great answers, actually. All right, so um, we'll start with the new guy, actually. Okay. Joe, Yeah. describe your favorite moment, your favorite <laughs> gaming moment. Okay. Um, there, are, there are two that really come to mind. Give them both. Uh, my first one is from our game. And it is uh, Valor's story of how he was a god once. Uh, I, is, I was. It's always one of my favorite moments where we tricked a hobgoblin mm-hmm. into thinking that... Was it a hobgoblin or a bugbear? I think it was a hobgoblin. I think it was a hobgoblin. Oh, yeah. Where we tricked him into thinking that our warlock was a god. Because he used telepathy, yeah. <laughs> because he used telepathy and, and rolled deception and did all these things. And, and you know what? And we had, and Gonzo actually had to go and figure out a deception to say to him yeah. after he rolled well on the deception. And then it was an interesting him poop break for me. Yeah. Interesting poop break. We called him upstairs, and he came in through the door, and it was just 
fooled you. I swung high. The rogue swung low, knocked his head off, and it was just such a, a moment of Didn't just like... Did you crit on that roll, too? I did. Yeah. That's why I knocked his head off. Um, but then the other moment comes from a game that we don't play together. It's from... Uh, and not the game that I DM. A different... Uh, game that we just started running not too long ago. I'm jealous already. We got him into D&D and he's just running wild with it. I I play this character who completely is bound by the whims of fate and fate told him that everyone that was inside this mansion... Oh, he stole this idea from me. I did. Yeah. (laughs) Fate told him everyone inside this mansion needed to be utterly and completely destroyed. He needed to purge this mansion of all life. Isn't this a cleric? It, It is a cleric. It is a true neutral cleric. He 100% stole this concept <laughs> I did. from me. I did. And I told you that I stole yep. this concept from you. Yep. Um, but so it was the last enemy in the house that was very clearly supposed to pop up as an enemy later on in the game. But my character said no. <laughs> and threw his sword, critted on the throw, stuck him through the door, tackled him onto the door, and then me and the two other teammates with me went... And pummeled this man to death with our fists. And then later on we remembered, oh yeah, this was the guy who, even though he betrayed him, was our guide's best friend. And at some point we're going to have to tell this guy that his best friend, we, and and the DM's like, you know you're going to have to tell him at some point. And I go, yeah, I'll tell him. I'll tell him fate told me I needed to purge this land of all life. And here is his friend's body. <laughs> and it was just that moment of all of us standing over and the DM just going, oh my god, this is this is fucked up. What are you guys doing? And all of us just being like giddily laughing as we're just pummeling the shit out of this guy on a door. <laughs> but playing that character has led to a lot of fun moments for me. So that's just the one that sticks out in my head of just like, man, that was fun. <laughs> Gonzo, what's your favorite gaming moment? Now, uh... So you say that this this guy you stuck to a door though is supposed to pop up as an enemy later, right? Yeah. So, sort of coming off that, I don't know if you derailed this guy's campaign by doing that. No, but, he uh, wasn't. He wasn't like a major enemy. He was just supposed. Yeah, no, right. He was just yeah. gonna come back later. Sort of on the coattails of that though, and speaking of derailing a campaign, I told you this, Jim. I ever tell you about the time that we stole a boat? I'm not sure. All right, and uh. So, this was in 4th edition, and I had gotten a small group together to play. And my buddy, God bless him, he... It was a phrasing issue, really. So... (laughs) You caught him on a phrasing technicality. We, uh, you know, our party gathered for our first session, Mm -hmm. and we were all in a tavern, as these games tend to start. And a pub... A pub fight broke out, and, you know, our characters... This is how our characters met in-game. There was a pub fight, and we all joined in, and we broke it up, and we put a stop to the fight, and that's how we met. This was supposed to be how everyone got together to go off on this grand adventure. We walk outside the tavern, and there's a paladin Mm -hmm. walking down the road towards us. All right, someone in our party uses sense motive on her because yeah we just came out of a fight what's going on here our dm like i say god bless him responds with she's looking for a fight 
Oh, oh really? Right. She's looking <laughs> for a fight, is she? We all draw our weapons and get ready. This was the parsing error. Now, what our DM meant to say was, she's investigating a fight. Or she's looking for the, for the fight. For the for cause the, the, of a fight. Yes. But he says she's looking for a fight. All right, we'll give her a fight. We all get ready. We roll initiative. He did not stop us. They just, they just jump this bitch because <laughs> she looks ornery. That's now, effectively what, what now happens. He did not stop us from rolling initiative. He could have taken that opportunity in our defense. He could have taken that opportunity to say, no, guys, don't do this. She has character levels. <laughs> but he didn't stop us. We roll initiative and we started in on her. And we promptly got our asses handed to us. Mm -hmm. At which point, we decided to abandon this fight and run away. Which we were allowed to do. So we ran away. Only now realizing that we have uh, aggroed the person who was supposed to be our main quest giver. And main plot point and overall MacGuffin. Uh... So what do we do now? We have completely derailed this campaign. Mm. It's okay. He could totally still save it. He's going to try and railroad us into into something. Which, yeah. all right. At this point, fully justified in railroading us. I am not upset about that in the least. So, we, we run off to the docks. Mm -hmm. And we ask him, all right, what are, what are there for ships? What, what's available? Well, there's a warship at the dock. Uh, there's a smaller trading ship. And a, uh, another sh uh, smaller boat than that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so what do you guys want to do? Let's steal a boat! <laughs> Alright. Again. What he had intended for us to do was to charter the smallest of the ships, mm -hmm. which he would have then used to take us to an encounter <laughs> with the paladin mm -hmm. and would have straightened out the plot and would have gotten everything back on track had we chartered that boat. <laughs> Instead, we walk in to the, to the uh, dockside bar mm -hmm. because there are a couple people on the warship Nobody on the trading vessel. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we hear that pretty much everyone who's not on these ships is oh, getting drunk. We walk in. Now, I'm a, uh, I'm a warlock. Because it's you. Well, listen, because this is 4th edition. It's the first time I didn't need to buy another $30 book right. to play a warlock. That's right. And, mind you, I had that $30 book for 3.5 mm -hmm. in order to play a warlock. But... We walk in, and I think I had convinced him to let me get uh, Unseen Servant, mm -hmm. which I don't think was available for me. But I convinced him to let me do it just for funsies. Use my Unseen Servant to trip a bar wench, spilling beer, and start a huge bar brawl. Meanwhile, our bard snuck onto the warship and started a fire. So everyone who was on the docks rushed to put that out. Everyone who wasn't was in the middle of a bar fight. And in the chaos... We stole the trading vessel and proceeded to sail off into the sunset. 
he tried to smite us with Asmodeus, but uh, he wanted to be nice, so he sent a quote-unquote avatar of Asmodeus. Mm -hmm. We wrecked the shit out of him. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a very good DM. Yeah. So, I mean, he's probably a nice guy, and he probably has I, a good story. Was, but he's kind of new to it. Yeah. But okay. uh, that's the time that we stole the boat. Yeah. A second only to the time that someone jumped into a fire trap holding a shield underneath them, used it to rocket up to an enemy that was clinging onto the rafters. It was a good time. I would that let, wasn't me, though. I would let someone do that. That's that's dope. Oh, what was really your favorite moments, Jim? I don't I don't. Well, if you've been gaming for 30 years, and I know, I, I you've just, got a lot of moments. I've got a lot of moments. Um, oh, favorite moment. Um, was it the time you had the god in your chest? I did have a god in my chest. That was a lot of fun. Um, let me think about that. Um, my favorite moment. There are so many. Um, like you said, there's the time I had a god in my chest. Mm -hmm. Was that your favorite? No, I don't think so. I mean, I had a blast. So that game was a lot of fun, and that game was run by my friend Galen, who who has passed away. Um, and he let me do some ridiculous shit. In fact, one of my favorite moments of the game was from that game. Mm -hmm. I was like an eighth or ninth level wizard. I was a wizard, and this was Dungeons and Dragons three point five. It was D and D three point five, which was broken. And I had a magical item. I had a pair of boots mm -hmm. that let me dimensional door Ooh. at will. At will. I know a warlock that wants that. And I had this ability that was... We were playing in the Forgotten Realms setting. Mm -hmm. So I had this unique ability called Spellfire. Mm -hmm. So effectively, I could draw upon magic and fucking just throw silver fire at things and, and blow it up. Ooh. So I was sent to reconnoiter mm -hmm. this this area in the town and there was this huge like from canon from like the, the storybooks NPC wizard mm -hmm. evil bad guy yeah and and he was like level 17 like he was like double my level mm -hmm. and I had just gotten greater invisibility so I cast greater invisibility on myself, and I, oh, I also had a ring of mind shield. Hmm. So I cast greater invisibility on myself, and um, got up on the roof, and we're, it's it's just it's a town. So there's like, and it's an old medieval town. So they're just houses all stuck together, rooftops yeah. all the way through. It's actually more like London. Hmm. It was water deep in case anyone's ever played any any like Baldur's Gate or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm on top of the of the roof and I start sniping him <laughs> and we're rolling and we're rolling and we're rolling mm -hmm. and the battle took like an hour <laughs> and I killed him mm -hmm. <laughs> something I should have had absolutely no ability to kill whatsoever right. so I kill him and Galen we were running off of XP mm-hmm and Galen's like, okay, so your 7th, 8th level character just succeeded at a CR 17, challenge rating 17, uh, which means challenge rating is, um, for a, a, a combat, uh, means that your entire party 
the challenge it takes for your entire party to use half of their abilities mm-hmm. to defeat it. I did it by myself and used everything. Yeah. So I went from level 7 to level 11. <laughs> I leveled like four times. Actually, no, I think I leveled three times. I think I went from 8 to 11, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I walk back up level 11. My friends are all like 7 and 8. And I'm doing shit. Like, what mm-hmm. the hell happened? Like, yeah, I'm level 11. <laughs> so that was a silly time. That was a lot of fun. Um, my favorite all-time role-playing moment isn't from a tabletop game, though. Mm-hmm. It's from a LARP. Yeah. Should I, should I do that yeah, here? Yeah, go for it. Um, so I played a LARP for a very long time, and I had a friend, So, um, and I played a knight. This was after my bard, who you guys have heard mm-hmm. about after he died. I played a knight, a knight of the goddess of magic, at this LARP. And my friend Missy played as well, and I and she played and um, she played a, a, a cleric of that god as well. Yeah. And we were kind of so she, in game we became really good friends. So she was my friend already, but we mm-hmm. became really good friends. No romance or anything. We we're just really mm-hmm. good friends. And um, we had this big final, like this huge module where we're fighting this giant beast. And my friend Bob, who had done the module, like they made this huge beast with tentacles and mm-hmm. things like that. And she got soul executed. So her character died her final death. Mm-hmm. And she dies and she falls into my arms. And they defeat the creature. And like all these people are fighting over our heads while I'm just like cradling her in my arms. Mm-hmm. And finally the, it, it ends and I look and I try like raising her from the dead. Mm-hmm. And she won't come back. And I don't know what happened. But I started just weeping uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. Like just uncontrollably, and she's dead. She is crying. Like it's it was just this really incredible moment, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's my favorite all time like mm-hmm. moment in a role playing game. Like I had never been so emotionally like like it was just in the moment, and it was oh, it was incredible. We'll talk about LARPing later, though. Yeah. LARPing's live action role playing, by the way. It's uh, it's like we were talking about the next level of geekdom. So, describe your favorite moments. That's done. Um, this should be fun. This is one where I feel like I'm going to rant more than anybody else. But we'll go with Gonzo first. Hey, Gonzo. Yeah. What pisses you off d- during games? Ah, uh, man, you picked me first after I specifically said I don't even know what pisses me off. Um, that's if nothing really pisses you off, that's okay. What annoys well, I'm you? Sure, something. Yeah, what does, annoys you? But uh, you mean as a player or as a character or as a player playing a character? I would say in an out of game manner. Yeah, as, as a player makes you. What 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 pisses you off as a player? Oh man, um, that's the wrong light there, buddy. There you go. I know we were trying to do that silent off recording. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Is to immortalize forever now your incompetence yeah. at light switches. Okay. Um, what pisses me off out of game the most? Oh shit. Incidentally, uh, probably a little too much meta gaming, you know. Okay, and that's that's a big one for I got I got two. Meta gaming. Meta gaming is the action of using stuff that you know out of game, stuff that you know not you know that your character doesn't know, but using that information as if your character knew it. It's a form of cheating. 
Um, and it's a it's a big pet peeve for a lot of players. Which I mean, playing playing my character. One of the things that, and this is, I mean, it's a fair answer too, because as we went over, Valeric is me in mm-hmm. game, but also able to shoot fuck lightning out of his hands. <laughs> um, people not listening. It's, I don't. That's huge. I don't talk much in the game. Sometimes I do, but when it gets down to serious time and everybody's shouting things at each other, I tend to just sit there. Which is, you know, when I have something to say or I have some plan that I can offer, it'd sure be nice to be listened to. Mm. But outside of that, just watching people metagame, because I want to a lot. I hear a lot of things and I, the impulse is very strong in my brain to mm-hmm. say, oh, shit, I totally know what's coming up next. I, I know from having read the Monster Manual that Jim says something's about to happen. I know exactly what it's going to be, but uh, my character doesn't, so I fight that urge. And so when I sit there and I see someone else doing it, or other people attempting to do it just mm. drives me up the wall. Like, I'm not doing it. Why are you? Yeah. Um, I think. And again, I'm going last because yeah. I probably have more to gripe about. The the thing the most Grouch for me, about even. whether it's whether it's uh, I'm running the game or whether I'm a player in the game, uh, just any anything that sort of brings the game to a halt and forces everyone to stop having fun and stop playing. Just like infighting between players or between characters or things that really like makes you sort of sit down. There, there was even, you know, if a player gets too drunk, there was in the game that I was running, I had a player who every time he showed up got incredibly drunk. Yeah, just because I had a player like that too, and we had to ban drinking yeah, from the game. And he, he, he was, um, he was having like, this argument in game with all the other players where they were all trying to progress the story and his big argument was no guys I have the biggest dick in the whole group and his character would pull out his dick in game and talk about how big his dick was to a point where I was just like okay this other dude rolls up and pulls out a 12 foot cock and slaps you in the face and now we're moving on because I can't fucking deal with this anymore a page of Jim's book just had some Lightning come out of the sky and eradicate. And eventually, it was just like he he said, like the reason that I'm drinking so much during game, because he was a friend of mine. He was like, the reason I'm drinking so much is like I don't know. I just like I'm not finding this very fun. And I was like, well, then just you don't have to play the game. It's a it's a game. You don't have to show up. And since he hasn't shown up anymore, the game's been more. The fun. game's been you know easier to play with everybody. And that, and that, you know, that does happen with problem players. Yeah, that that does happen with problem players. Was he a new player? Had he ever played before? He was looking to try it out. No, this was he was looking to try it out. Yeah, so yeah, so right. it's, it, and it's not for everybody. Right, it is not. Yeah, um, though I still recommend y'all listening. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. So I'm not going to rant too much. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I, you know, I think I can distill what upsets me the most into one term. Players that play the game for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And this is to all my power gamers, metagamers, cheaters, and douche canoes out there. Um, nobody can win a role-playing game. You can't win. Mm. It's not that kind of game. Okay? Yes, you can succeed at objectives and things like that, but if your intention is to beat the DM, mm. you've missed the point. Okay? And I truly believe that. You don't have the best interest of the game in mind. You're not there to have fun with people. You're there probably because you have some kind of internal self-esteem issue and feel like the way that you overcome that is to aggrandize yourself in a game. Um, yeah, then why don't you just become a DM and... Be the guy. Yeah, I mean, if you got to put yourself up, yeah. If you want to make your own rules, yeah. then make make your rules. own game. But yeah. like people that come in for the wrong reasons, like why are you here? You know, like right. um, selfish players mm -hmm. really kill me. That's what I think I hate the most, and not only as as, a, as someone that runs games. YXP. That's coming. That's coming. <laughs> I love that guy, and he's a great role yeah, player. But, but that's coming. Um, people the, the, that the topic was selfish players. Mm. That's the big thing. Selfish players, um, and I'll tell you, this is as a player. I hate it as much as a player as I do any manner of game mm -hmm. master. Um, as a player, it's really frustrating because I I'm not the, I'm not the DM, so I can't go shut the fuck up, stop it now. Yeah, you know I can, but I'm a dick. Right. And I can bitch to the DM to an extent, but then I'm bitching. Right. You know, and that's... I don't know. That gets you soul executed. Yeah. Okay. So, that was... I think... I think yeah, I'm think i going to leave it there. Okay. Could I rant for hours about it? Yes. And we've already been doing it for an hour. Yeah. So... No, no. Could I rant about that one subject yeah. for an hour? Of course I could. Absolutely. But mm. there's no point. Really, it's distilled down to... People that are there for themselves and not there to have fun yeah. with everybody. Yeah, else. I mean, by by all means, these are like worst case scenarios. This is what yeah. pisses oh us God, off. Oh my God! Absolutely, players. and and you know, but yeah. So I mean, that's it. Yeah. Again, I, I gotta say, go on, give it a shot. Yeah. You can another another knowledge bomb. You can download uh, the quick play guide for free legally mm -hmm. from Wizards of the Coast. You just. Look it up. Uh, you can download it. You and your friends. It's, it. I haven't read the DM side of it, but it gives you a full uh, rundown it gives, and a couple yeah, pre-mades. It gives you, you pre-mades and a module to run. And yeah. you're all set. It's if you're a little, easy and free. If you're a little bit more skill-inclined and you think you want to delve in a little bit deeper, legally and free, there um, are the, there's, the there's the standard reference document. Uh, the open game license and what that is is Wizards of the Coast, uh, who are the uh, publishers of Dungeons and Dragons, um, have allowed uh, an open game license, and it's their basic Fine. rules. Their basic rules are published on the internet mm -hmm. legally and free. It takes away a lot of the the 
um, copyright specific flavor from the mm -hmm. stuff but it leaves all of the core rules in and if you want to make your own adventures based on that I mean I, I recommend that you do it um, if you have questions or, or, or like you know need advice hit me up on hit Couch Crouches up on Twitter man uh, yeah. email us at couchcrouches uh, at gmail.com or like you know message us on Facebook um, you know I'd love to you know, I know me personally, and I know Joe would, and mm -hmm. I can speak for Gonzo as well. If it gets people, if it gets people into the sport, right. you know, if it gets you into the hobby, and you know, I, I'd be more than glad to to throw any advice your way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You you do not need money to start playing this. Absolutely, it's not. it's. You Wonderful. can use an, uh, a free online dice roller. Yeah, and, yeah. that's the thing. Uh, yeah, people you, people yeah. on Reddit almost perennially I mean, will ask the question, what's a good hobby I can get into for cheap? Now, this is not a heap cheap hobby in the long run. You will want the books. You will, if you enjoy the game, but, you will want all of these things. But like any good like but any good drug dealer, the first, the first taste, taste is free. free. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. And, and again, we'll probably have this little little yeah. diatribe, this what we just had here, again, at the end of the podcast. Yeah, um, just little knowledge bombs. Here absolutely. Uh, got to keep them listening. Absolutely. Out-of-game horror stories. I'll go first. Yeah, you so, go first. All right. So... I've had a bunch. I've seen some really horrible stuff happen at games. Um, and I've seen stuff from players that are so obsessed with games that I get 10 to 15 emails a day about their characters and their stuff in between games during downtime. Um, to I have had people... Um, you know, I've had, like, sexual abuse issues at games before. The one I'm going to tell, though, is uh, one I've told these guys before. <laughs> and honestly, it's lighthearted, and it's it's funny. And everybody laughed later. So I'm playing, and I was, I'm playing D&D. &D. I was running, no, I was running Star Wars. It was a Star Wars game I was mm -hmm. running. Uh, I was running a Star Wars game. It was a... Uh, the first D20 version of Star Wars, uh, Wizards of the Coast, D20 Star Wars. No, it might have been West End, I don't remember. It was really good. No, it was... It was, it it was, was really good, it was D20. It was D20, Wizards no of the Coast. Um, the West End stuff still has the best source books. Anyway. Source books aside, the... Splash books are Well, the, the system was garbage. system was garbage. Um, Those were all the essential guidebooks of, uh, to oh, begin yeah. with, right? Oh, I yeah. I had most of them. Those are awesome. I never played it, but I picked up the books oh, yeah. as a little Star Wars kid. Just loved, oh, look at these droids and these weapons. Oh. So good. But this was the first D20 Star Wars. And um, so I'm playing with a bunch of friends. And one of my friends, and at this point in time, I allowed drinking at the game. And I tend to, as a, as a DM or a game master or whatever, if I'm running a game, I tend to be okay with um, of-age drinking. You know, I, you know, if you want to drink at my game, you know, if it gets to be a problem, we'll talk. But um, a couple of players at this Star Wars game had a tendency to get fall down drunk. It wasn't only one. It was a couple players that fall down drunk. Mm -hmm. But the final straw, the straw that broke the camel's back was one night my friend Brian, will not give his last name, my friend Brian got so drunk that at the end of the session, I was handing out experience points to everybody mm -hmm. um, at the end of the game, giving everybody their, their experience points. And I finished. I gave 
every person, including Brian, their experience points. Mm-hmm. I'm all finished. I go, okay, everybody, let's call it a night. To which I hear from Brian, oh, I see how it is, Jim. Brian, what the hell are you talking about? You give everybody else XP, you didn't give me any. Brian, I gave you XP. No, that's fine, Jim. Fuck you. That's cool. Like, are you joking right now? Are, are you fucking kidding? Like, you're joking? Like, it's okay. If you're joking, ribs on me, man. Like, he got me. He's like, no, man. He was pissed. Mm-hmm. And Ellie was there. He's like, no, man. You, you got XP. You got this many XP. You wrote it down on your sheet. You got the XP. Mm-hmm. So I, for that game, I had to ban drinking. Yeah. I did have to ban drinking. I mean, you know, and I guess it's not a horror story, but it's a funny story. Mm-hmm. Um... It's one of the perils, man. It's one of the perils. Um, stalking was another one. Oof. I had a stalker. I haven't heard this story. Yeah, I had. Um, I had a friend who I was playing. I, I had a group of. It was. It was a. It was a big group too. I don't like playing with with. Um, I don't like playing with groups bigger than five. Mm-hmm. And I'm like our game's a six person group. I yeah. can just make that work. But I don't like to play like five. In my opinion, is the optimal. Mm-hmm. number um i call it a final fantasy four thing i like three in the back two in the front like that's how i roll so um big group and one of the people in the group was um a girl um who i also larped with yeah and one of these guys would not leave her alone would not leave her alone and like was obsessed with her like following her places show up at her door mm. at like weird times and like call her and leave her weird notes and i had to talk to the guy and straighten him out mm-hmm. but it was pretty pretty scary yeah. and i had to straighten him out not as a game master i had to mm-hmm. straighten him out as this girl's friend and uh he got really weird he was like i love her so much I mean, I all and i'm like nah dude like you need to just walk away yeah and um, I remained friendly with the guy afterwards, even though I did kick his ass. I mm-hmm. had to kick his ass, um, and I'm you know I don't like that, but I did because you know he got, he got physical. Mm-hmm. So that's like uh, that's a that's a horror story. There was yeah. like, I had to beat yeah. up one of my players. So that's okay. What do you got, Gonzo? What do you got, Gonzo? Horror story. <sighs> All right. So, this was your question, yeah, wasn't it? Was. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, because uh, uh, I don't really well, have any, anything. Well, I mean, so. the, the, the question came to me because I've read all sorts of horror stories online. It comes up every now and again in different forums. And, you know, it's full of a lot of people talking like, well, the DM turned this into literally just a uh, game that was just his sexual fetish. Which, you know what? Fine. Fine. But get consent from your players before mm-hmm. forcing them before, to to yeah. act out your uh, your fetishes for you. Like if they're into it, fine, yeah. do it. But if it's just you, you're making it weird. Or on the other hand, if you're a player and your DM's trying to run a good old classical game, don't argue for why you should be an anthropomorphic dog man with huge tits and a 12-inch cock. Like that's just <laughs> Okay. Again, don't try and force the game uh-huh. to be your sexual fetish because yeah. you think, oh, it's an imagination game. But my personal horror story. Now, I have never been in any of these games. Just, <laughs> again, these are just things that I, I've uh, something I heard about. Something I have heard about. But uh, a horror story from a game that 
I was in. I am part of it. It was just supposed to be a one-off. Now, I went to this, uh, this girl's birthday party. It was like her 21st birthday or something. We all got together and we're hanging out in her basement. Furnished basement, you know, not your standard basement dwelling nerd stereotype. But, hanging out and she goes, I want to play D&D. Like, alright, well, most of us here are from that story about stealing a boat, so mm -hmm. we've played before. And we got someone who's not that DM, who wants to just run a one-off and... Alright, he's done this before. Let's get to it. Okay, cool, everyone's in. You, you and you and you and everybody says yeah? Let's sit down and start rolling characters. Now the the birthday girl, she's having a good time. You know, she's enjoying mm -hmm. this. Yeah. And uh rolling characters is fun. It is. <laughs> you know, she's she's genuinely looking forward to playing this. However, one of the girls who had never played before, and who just wanted to do it because I'm a nerd. Yeah, I want to play DD. Now, as both of you know, rolling of characters is long. Yeah, it takes it does time. Take a while. Yeah, it's, it's a well, you know, and the, uh, if it's your first time, yeah. it takes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it takes a while. I mean, now once you've got the hang of it, I can I can roll a character. Fifth five ed, okay, uh, fifth ed is pretty for three point five. Full disclosure: This was three five. Okay, so three point five. Um, I. At my at my best, I could roll a three point five character in about fifteen minutes, and that's if I was speeding. Yeah. But if I was paying attention and putting skills in their particular fucking point five. Yeah. If I was if I was putting skills in their. You know, I want to change my answer about what pisses me off about this game. It's fucking point five. It could take. I mean, it could take the better part. of God, it's gone. It could take better part of an hour. Yeah. So, anyway, though, we're rolling up characters in three five, and you know it's taken. Normal amount of time, but mm -hmm. she's getting bored and bored and bored. Finally, just starts bitching. I'm like, well, well, you don't have to play then. Well, now everybody else is playing. All right, then shut up and, and roll, roll the character. character. Yeah. So finally, we get we get all set, ready to go, and we start off in a bar like you do, like you do. Yeah. And. uh We're trying to get the party together. We're trying to get everyone situated so we can go off on our one-off adventure to, I don't know, kill some rats or something. We never made it that far. Sure. We, spoiler alert, we never left the bar. Um, and she's just sitting there bitching and bitching and bitching the whole time. Mm -hmm. God damn it. If you, you don't have to play. Yeah. Same thing right. about your guy. You don't like it, you you can put the dice down yeah. and just sit. If you're not enjoying it, it's a 21st birthday party. Go get something to drink. Go get something to eat. Mm -hmm. The birthday girl wanted to play. So, uh, after about 20 minutes of unsuccessfully trying to herd these cats, mind you, this was also an exceptionally large group. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but after... 20, 30 minutes trying to herd these cats, including the uh, one girl who vocally did not want to play and wanted everyone to also not play with her. Yeah, I love people. Like DM you. decides, all right, fuck it, fine, you know what? There's a half-orc uh, rogue in the bar with you. And now he's pissed off. And he's just going to attack everybody roll initiative. Giving him 
character levels on the fly, making up abilities on the fly, because whatever, I'm just going to kill your entire party and we'll be done with this miserable excuse mm -hmm. of a uh, of an excursion. Mm -hmm. So, me, having been allowed to play Chaotic Neutral once again. Always a mistake. I like it. Yeah. I like playing it. It gives me a freedom, and I don't do it just to be an ass, but I'm like, you know what? I'm 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 teaming up with him, teaming up with the barbe uh, the 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 half orc there, uh, you, girl who's been complaining the whole time. Lightning bolt, <laughs> and lightning I just lightning bolt, lightning bolt. like that's my friend Brandon Boucher by the way. Like I discussed this with the DM sort of mm -hmm. off to the side, like I'm I'm switching teams, I'm I'm on your side here. I did not tell the rest of the party, so I just turned around, killed her off. Everybody turned on me, took me down right quick, because I was a level one player. And there's the horror story. <laughs> but, uh, it just in general, that was not a good time around the table. Yeah, it happens. Um, do you, well, I do, mean, do you have, really, oh, that's right, you don't have any. It's, uh, because I've only been playing for such a short, I mean, the, the biggest, you know, horror stories that we have is like, you know, in the game that I was running, we had a bunch of players who didn't show up to a game, so I ran with who we had, and those people came out with a bunch of cool items and some some extra money and stuff and then the next game when everybody actually showed up they're all like how come these guys have all this cool stuff and i was like because well, they showed up to play the game yep so that's i mean that's the worst that i got <laughs> trust me give it time yeah give it time um all right so we're moving on to the next question we're almost done we're almost done how are we doing on time there uh we're currently uh, about an hour and 28 Almost 29 minutes. That's not that bad. No, we're going to be all right. So the next question, and I would like to take the answer first because I have a couple things, is um, advice to new players. Mm -hmm. So going back on what um, we were talking about before, I'm going to give you guys a couple of websites that I want you to check out. Um, or just searches in, in, in on Google. Mm -hmm. Um the first one is for the systems uh, for the I'm sorry systems re reference document <coughs> I was talking about, which is the um, you know guidelines kind of you know going through the rules and stuff like that. Um, it's free. It's on the Wizards of the Coast website, uh, which is dnd.wizards.com, um, and then you know it'll have a link to the mm -hmm. to the systems re reference document, and you can kind of get those free D&D rules there. Um, also on the Wizards site dnd.wizards.com um, there's uh, kind of a basic rules for Dungeons and Dragons and it's that free download that we were talking about where you can kind of get a basic adventure so you definitely want to do that if you like rolling characters if you like kind of just like going through and rolling characters there's um, a very good JavaScript website mm -hmm. that uses 5th uh, edition rules. There's actually rules for every edition of D&D on it. Um, and it's all kind of drop-down boxes and things like that. And it's actually very cool. It doesn't have everything, but it has a lot. Yeah. And you'll be able to generate a character rather quickly. And it uses the rules so it only lets you do things within the rules. Mm -hmm. um, and that website is uh, pathguy.com slash ddnext.htm um, and again, I'm, I'm going to put these in the description of the uh, the Google thing. And honestly, with those kind of three things, you could really put together an adventure really quick. There are a lot of great online resources for Dungeons and Dragons. 
you're looking for monsters, just put in D and D fifth or five E monsters, and you're gonna people are gonna have stuff online. Yeah. Um, trust me, you'll eventually buy the books. Mm-hmm. It is like crack. You'll buy the books. But if you want to get started or you want to look around, I cannot recommend enough using the internet as your your guide. Also, another thing is if you don't want to go out and buy, we talked about it real quick, you don't want to go out and buy a million uh, dollars worth of dice. Um, There are good online dice rollers Mm -hmm. on the computer. There are also great free apps, Android and iOS apps, for uh, dice rolling, which is really convenient when you're playing because you don't have to open a big computer. You can throw your phone, hit a couple things, roll it, and there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some DMs that are kind of like, I don't like that because I like to see the dice, or they're paranoid. They think they can be... uh, it can be manipulated. Um, as Gonzo's the only person I know that can actually recode something. He's not allowed to use an online dice roller. Um, but everyone else at the table probably could. To be fair, you could manipulate dice rolls, too, if you know exactly how you're throwing it consistently. It's it's not real random, but hey. Yeah. So, uh, no, but on, all joking aside, there are, some great, there are some great things out there. Get into the game. And mm-hmm. if you know people that are kind of like monkeying interested in it, Talk to everybody. Try to put a group together. I think the Illuminati's on to me. My ear just keeps ringing oh. randomly. You have Twice advice? sitting right here, but any advice? I don't know. Um, to new players? Uh, aside from what I've been tossing out this whole time, yeah. uh, if you're... Or just inter- recap it. You know, if you're interested, like I say, in, in, in playing the game, beyond what Jim has said, uh, I believe Roll20 is free. As a client, or as a basic client. Roll20 is free as a, as a player client. Um, mm-hmm. So if you go online and uh, Google Roll20, I think it's just Roll20.com. I'm pretty sure yeah. it is now. Um, or if you go to Reddit and check out the, the uh, two subreddits, there's a RLFG and Roll 20 These are both great places to find people starting up online games uh, or, or real-world games. And like I said, uh, like I said, what? what? Like I said, uh, Roll20 as a, play, yeah. as a player client is free. You just find someone who's looking to run a game and you get set up. You're going to have to do a little bit of talking to people. If that's not your thing, then I, I ask mean, around. If, if talking to people isn't your thing, D&D isn't your thing. Yeah. Well, it is a social if, if talking thing. to strangers isn't your yeah. thing. Well, you know, and if you don't want to talk to strangers, and I'm going to kind of clip in real quick if you don't want to talk to strangers um social media is a thing mm-hmm. in this day and age the the geeks have inherited the earth if you go on facebook or you go on twitter and you go who wants to do a D game i'll bet you you'll get three or four of your friends on facebook to go yeah sure let's do something i don't think too many and the ones that will pick on you are joking yeah. they really are i mean at this point in time you know, people love Iron Man and Deadpool. They, they can get over the fact that you want to play D&D. Joe? Um, I mean, as a pretty new player, I've only been at it for a couple of years, um, my number one advice is don't go in expecting that stereotypical geek experience of, like, a bunch of dudes sitting around a table pushing up their glasses. Oh, my wizard cast a lightning bolt, and then... We, Liam's tiny hut to escape the prank. Like it, it's not all. It's not like really on about that Liam's tiny hut. <laughs> I love Liam's tiny hut. It's my favorite spell. 
Um, that's why you wanted that question to get in this. But um, it really is like if you we get a group moved out together, of the basement, people. We moved you, out of the basement. If basements. you get a group of your friends together, it's really gonna be like a really fun hangout session, especially if you have a good imagination and and are into whatever you know world. And there's tons of role playing games. I'm sure there's something that interests you that has a role playing game associated with it. And I'll tell you, half of what we do in our game is sit around and just bullshit. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go. I mean, you know, there's sometimes you go and it's very serious. You got to get it done. You know, you know, you got to devote as much time to the game as possible. But you got to remember, it is a social exercise, and you know, I'm always someone that's okay with it breaking down for a little while if we're, you know, kind of break the ice and things like that. So, and even when you're when you're first starting a game and meeting new people, if you're starting with new people through the course of a game a lot of the times these people become your friends and you end up hanging out with them not just in a D&D setting you Absolutely. end up you know seeing them as your real friends and you talk to them about their life and things like that like, I met I met some of my closest friends I was working at Borders mm -hmm. at the bookstore and I was in charge of sci-fi and fantasy there's a shocker and um, I'm looking you know, I'm talking to a guy um, about uh, you know, there's a guy there, and I'm talking to him about role playing games because he's looking at role playing game books. We start talking. Next thing I know, I'm in a I'm in a, a group playing Vampire the Masquerade, and it's been you know more than 15 years. Some of these people are my, some of my best friends, so and have put me in a, you know, and, and parts of my life wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Big parts of my life wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for these people. Yeah, so I. I think my overall advice is just like be ready to have fun and and you know just don't think too hard about like that last bastion of nerddom thing that I had in my head ahead of time. Yeah, and I I gotta throw in uh, a, a recommendation. Just look around in your area. See uh see what you can find as game shops. Game they are everywhere, stores, man. And absolutely, they're sure. on a comeback too. Sure, some of them you're gonna walk in and. Actually, no. Even the place I knew that used to be exclusively uh, tabletop wargaming, like uh, mm -hmm. Warhammer. Or not... Yeah, Warhammer. Warhammer. For some reason, I thought Warcraft. Nope. Warhammer. Uh, even now, they've got whole sections in the back, just tables set up for people to play tabletops. Sure, they got their big army gaming tables out front. And then everybody's playing freaking Magic and Pokemon yeah. up front yeah. as well. You can just go hang around there. If... And a lot of you, if you're socially yeah. awkward and you don't want to talk to them, don't worry. They are too. Just hang out there. Yeah. Get your get them to recognize your face. Here's the secret about nerds. We might not talk to you at first, but after I've seen your face a couple of times, I'm like, "You, I know you. I'm your friend now. Let's talk." Yeah. Yeah. Definitely go and find some gaming stores. Um Absolutely. Rick and Mortar is dying. I, I'm, I'm shocked that we didn't think about that because, you know, for a long time, you know, that died down. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it was like, well, I can buy everything on Amazon. But, you know, it's not the same. It's, it's yeah. not. And the great thing about gaming stores, um, with the large mass media products like Dungeons & Dragons, mm -hmm. the big games, you can go to these stores and they'll have copies available for you to run out of for you to run out of so like mm -hmm. you know so if you want to especially with the splash books with like the the, the supplemental yeah. books you know if you want to run your game and you know you don't have the sword coast adventurers guide and you want to look it through 
you know, you want a game with it, that's fine. Let's face it, if the if you like what's in there, you're gonna buy a right. copy. So it's promotional. And stuff that. like that too. Like when Sword Coast Adventures Guide came out, I was thinking about buying it on Amazon and I ended up going to uh in friendly neighborhood. Friendly neighborhood and um they had it like two or three days before right. it was released on Amazon. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I'll just I'll just buy it right here, right now. And okay, there are in my hand. Always pick up D and D groups at that. And there's yeah. always place you know, or there's there's postings, things like that. And it's Another good thing, really quick, I'm sorry, especially if you're going to play with strangers and you're nervous about that, if you, pl- you play at one of these stores, you're safe. You're in a safe place, you're in a public place, so mm-hmm. you're not going to somebody's house. You're not going somewhere where, you know, you, you know you, you could be compromised. So if you're worried about that kind of thing, gaming stores are great for that. Got not to mention the, the uh, owners or the people running the games at the gaming stores, they're going to take it easy on you. You come in, you say you're a new player. Good. They want you to play. Yeah. Well, partially because they want your money, but also but they because want you to you're play new to the culture. You know why they work there? Because they love it yeah. too. But uh, a little more expensive conventions. Walk into these, and there are there are always little startups popping up. Sure. Ten dollar admission for a day. Go in. There's bound to be someone playing some game. Just sit down. And say I'm new. They will walk you through. Yeah. anything you need or dive in balls first and just sign up for gen con i mean i don't know <laughs> all right so moving on uh this is the last question we're gonna wrap up now um joe yeah what's next for you in the realm of 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 tabletop role playing or or like what would you like to do next um what's next on that hill you're climbing yeah well so the uh, for tabletop gaming i definitely want to play a star wars game at some point Okay. And I want to play a bounty hunter in that game because I love the bounty hunters of the Star Wars universe. Okay. Um, but uh, I just really, I at some point I want to um, make he just pushed his a, glasses up. <laughs> I want to I want to run a a real game and not have it just be like these are a bunch of my friends that I want to get into D and D and have like you know a set group of four or five guys that. We get together, you know, once, twice a month and have a story that I've crafted on my own and things like that. And I want to play that know. game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to play good. that game. I would, lo- I would love I'll to. I'll play that game. I would yeah. love Joe to tell me a story. Godzilla, you know what? I bet you Deeds would play that game, too. Well, maybe he wants to play with other people, too. Gonzo, <sighs> what's next for Gonzo? What's next for me? Uh, now, I've never been big into LARP, which is weird for me as a cosplayer yeah. and prop builder yeah. and general overall maker of things. So I think that probably the next big thing I need to do or want to do is go to a LARP, check it out. No offense to the DR guys, I'm probably not doing that. It's just zombies and the apocalypse, not my thing. I like my lightning bolts as we've been over. That being said, um, the president and founder of Dystopia Rising, Michael Pucci, will be uh, one of our guests uh, in the upcoming future. He and I are working it out right now. He's an old friend of mine for over 20 years. So uh, I think that LARP is probably the next thing. I, I took the baby step into working Ren Fairs, sure. which is sort of like LARP meets SCA, except not really either of them. Right. But but fair enough. I think that's next. What about you, though, Jim? I asked you this earlier. What is... What's... If you're climbing that mountain, what is next for you? I don't know. I feel like I'm the old man with the big white beard at the top that's going to teach you martial arts once you're done climbing it. You, um, so you're at the top? That's what you're saying? I don't know. I, I you We've know, reached the pinnacle of I kingdom. have done it all. 
Unless he literally makes his own role playing game. Well, I mean, and that's what really what I'm in the process of doing is I I, I am um. I've been writing campaign settings for, for almost thirty years, um, and a while ago, a friend of mine started working on. A friend of mine and I started working on a, on a role playing game, a science fiction role playing game, and coming up with our own system and stuff like that. And I feel like that might happen. I feel like I'm going to adapt the storyline to D20 first, and you know, to play test it, um, and we'll see how far it'll go. But I think you know, I do. I want to. I want to continue to create, and I think creating my own game is the next thing. I will also say, incidentally, that um, I want to get healthier so that I can start LARPing again. Now, I do LARP. Um, I also vampire LARP. You know what? And you can vampire, do that whenever. A vampire could work for me. So, I'm going to talk to you. You're going to come with me to my next vampire game. All right. Okay? That's going to happen. Because it's rock, paper, scissors to start, and it's really easy, and it's fun, and you get to dress up, you get to get all tarted up and do stuff. And see if I still got any of the stuff. Well, it depends on what you want to play. Yeah. All right. Um, Not care for life. So, yeah. I'm. This is fun. It was a little long. We're about an hour and 45 minutes. I apologize. No, we're But we're we talked about nerds. a lot. We're giant nerds. I think this is the most <laughs> I've spoken in any episode. Probably, and I'm glad. With the exception of the unreleased BBS episode. Oh, I don't want to talk about that shit. <laughs> um, so we're trying very months. hard to vary it up, to switch it up. But frankly... Mm-hmm can't do it without you so um drop us a line man we uh and, and tell your friends about us yeah. man we you know we need to grow this some bitch um and you can easily get in contact with any of us through twitter at couch Crouches, through facebook you can like the couch Crouches page uh you can email us couchcrouches at gmail.com write us a question on a sticky note and stick it on a bottle of angel's envy bourbon i'm sure that one of us will pick it up. We somewhere. got a favorite from you, Angels Envy. We know you're on the you're on board, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna keep posting Angels Envy yeah. stuff until we get a retweet. Damn it! <laughs> uh, please, you know if if you're into it, if you're listening, and some of you are out there listening, tell your friends, um, get people into it, and contact us. Be part of the experience. Be part of the Couch Grouches experience. Um, and I think with that ridiculously corny line. <laughs> We're going to say, uh, for Couch Grouches, I'm Jim. I'm Gonzo. I'm Joe. Fuck on, audience. That's, that's a good tag. I still like that. <laughs> Keep up to date with the Grouches. Maybe Grouch back at us. Follow us on Twitter, at Couch Grouches. Like us on Facebook, at facebook.com slash couchgrouches. And download new episodes at couchgrouches.podbean.com. Don't